Hello beautiful people, thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs about films. In this episode we're going to be diving to Netflix's latest and very well received release that is Wednesday, created by Alfred Goff and Miles Miller with Tim Burton attached as well. There was very much quite a big buzz around this latest release for Netflix, obviously starring Jenna Ortega, who's coming on the back of some excellent work in Scream, and of course You, which is on my watch list. I've still not watched You. A lot of people tell me to watch You. Apparently it's very much like Dexter, but we're not talking about You or that, or Dexter or anything. We're talking about Wednesday, because this has been a pretty pretty much enjoyable one. Granted, it's a little bit bumpy towards the end of the series, I would say that arguably the mystery and the case being worked out by Wednesday and how what she gets up to and the antics in between all of that probably was more interesting than the actual conclusion itself. However, that being said, there's a lot really to enjoy with it. Like After the first episode, I was pretty much hooked into this, especially Jenna Ortega's portrayal of the character. Like She got it down to an absolute T, which we will talk about, of course. But I think the backdrop as well of having it surrounded, having Wednesday sorry, surrounded by these other myth- mythical beasts and such, or, or teenagers that have powers themselves, you know, like werewolves, vampires, sirens, this and that. I liked that. I liked the kind of sense and theme of outcasts and such, and this idea that the social commentary as well side of how people are perceived, if they're just a little bit different to what normal, to norm is, should we say. Um, but overall, I, say, I did really enjoy this show. I say it does dip a little bit towards the end. Like I said, I did find the finale just a little bit, I don't know, bumpy. Uh, it goes off the rails just a smidge, but there's enough really to enjoy. If anything, from the performances within, in particular General Ortega, because I'm really looking forward to talking a little bit more about her. I thought that she really was, she is now like, you know, taking nothing away from like Christina Ricci or anything like that. But I think she's given her a good run for her money because it was very, very good. Uh, before we dive into the podcast, obviously, this is available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much everywhere now. I'm pretty certain that RSS.com are streaming this everywhere. So whatever it is that you're using, whatever device, whether it's a Samsung or whatever, it should now be available on all things podcasting, <laughs> whatever. But jump onto Facebook and search Joe Blogs About Films, give us a like and a follow on there, and leave us a review, all of that, hit notification on, on whatever it is that you're streaming it through, whether that's Spotify, Apple, hit notification, you'll be notified when new episodes are uploaded, and whilst you're at that, leave a review, because that would be lovely. So after being expelled from high school, 15-year-old Wednesday Adams is exiled to her parents' old educational haunt, Nevermore Academy. Despite it being a special institution for outcasts, the sociopath Wednesday doesn't fit in, and also, someone there is trying to kill her. So there we go. I, I do like that aspect of having Wednesday surrounded by other people that are quite interesting as well. There's some great layers and great chemistry between her and Emma Myers as Enid Sinclair, of course, that's her roommate. Joy Sunday as well, who plays Bianca Barclay. She's the character that's like, that was essentially like the queen of everything before Wednesday turned up, like the the, the popular person that everyone liked. And then as soon as Wednesday's come with her, like, you know, very gothic and dark demeanour, who comes across that she's better than everyone, although she doesn't secretly, she doesn't think that necessarily she is better than everyone, just better than, than Bianca, as she says in the actual show. It's like almost like there's there's friction there straight away because the thing this is the beauty of it like the performance from Jenna Ortega was very very good you know she did kind of keep up that I said that demeanor that that sociopath trait you know the presence the ominous presence that she has you know the the mannerisms and the the way that Wednesday walks and keeps herself to herself in the sense that you know everything kind of feels closed off even the way that she, her posture and stuff, just literally cold as anything. It's like she looks frail on the outside, but could absolutely 
slice you up if she wanted to. And I liked that twist. I liked some of the the lines and said that the 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 one the one liners in particular. There's some absolute excellent ones throughout, just to keep you smiling throughout. Because I did feel, like I said, that Jenna Ortega, without it's, it's her show at the end of the day. It's, it's a show revolving around Wednesday Adams. You know, there's there's a lot of layers to that. Obviously, she's having troubles with the previous schools, normal schools, I should say, getting expelled. Great sequence that you've seen in the in the trailer as well with the piranhas and such. After her brother gets bullied, and she's like, "No one can fix on my brother. The only person that can torch my brother is me, and unleashes piranhas in the swimming pool." This, all of that, like step by step, to get to the point that where we're at in Nevermore, there is an argument you can say that the beauty of the Adams family is that because they're so different to everyone else and so you know gothic and like I say they they they're, they're creepy in the sense that seeing them in our in like a normal setting, a normal backdrop is more entertaining. It's more humorous. It can lead to again some great comedic effects and such and that makes us like this family even more the outcast side of things. So there's an argument that having her in a backdrop of a school that is pretty much for outcasts, obviously different different creatures, this, that and the other, it kind of takes a little bit of edge away from Wednesday. But that being said, I think it's credit again to the writing and to Jenna Ortega for being able to really shine above everyone else. Still, it's her show at the end of the day. If that if she isn't the the person that we're all rooting for, the person that we want to see succeed, then they've obviously done something wrong. And they don't I don't think they did that at all. Granted, as I said earlier, I did find that the mystery was better than the actual conclusion, what the actual ins and outs of everything was with who was the killer or what who the monster was and, and this and that. Um but I did didn't mind, to be fair, that the nevermore aspect of it, whether they return to that, because this is the thing, like it's got Tim Burton on it attached to it. You know what you're going to get with Tim Burton. Like I said, that great gothic aesthetic. There's so much in there that you're like, yep, that's very Tim Burton. Like I said, the school itself looks very Tim Burton. It's again this kind of like prophecy that Wednesday is set to destroy the school, which isn't the case. Obviously, she is set to to save the school essentially, but that's where things kind of unravel from there. This is kind of like over arc of like Wednesday potentially being the destruction of the school or whatever it is could cause that. Um, there's like a lot really like pulling to and fro, and I will say there'll be light spoilers in this or maybe bigger spoilers as as, as we go on because obviously I, I've not really touched upon plot points about the actual monster itself or or for the fact that there's a crazy weird love triangle relationship in this which yeah we'll we'll come to that but say Hunter Doohan and Percy Hines White uh, Percy Hines White playing Xavier Thorpe and, and, and Tyler Galpin is played by Hunter Doohan those two as well, like I, I feel like again, I, I will touch upon because it's more of a negative that I would say this weird love triangle situation. But yeah, like again, I guess it's that that kind of the idea that Wednesday's growing up. You know, General Ortega's Wednesday. It's it, it can't be. It's an eight episode series for starters, so you can't just be the same thing each episode. There has to be some kind of like I don't know relationship or at least. Uh, not saying love relationship, but it has to create relationships with other characters that are in the town or at the school. So there's going to be boys interested in this and the other, you know, there's there's going to be that kind of attraction and that kind of fine line of friends or more than friends, which is obviously what what, what Wednesday has with Tyler, for example. Um, but I'll but hold that thought, because I will come back to it in a second. Like, as I was saying just before that, was that there's a lot really going on, because not only do we have this mystery of obviously this overarching theme of the you know someone is trying to kill Wednesday at the school obviously trying to work out why that is but there's also the other side there's that these other story points and plot points of you know discovering her parents obviously and what they got up to at the school and this murder that was kind of looked like it was going to be a dad that had done the murder but there's all this going off as well which I thought that 
I don't know, like, it, uh, that was interesting, but it's like this, again, it's, in this eight episodes, there's so much to kind of digest and get on with. Obviously, on top of all of that, you've got Wednesday and her struggles being at the school and kind of just being that classic character that she won't stop until she's got the answers that she needs, whatever, whatever the cost, you know, she will not apologise for it, which is something that I really liked about her trait, is that she just genuinely hell-bent on finding answers, whether that's, even if that means using someone for a personal gain, there's no remorse there. Like, I, I do like the characteristic. I think that there is that evolution of the character of Wednesday when she realises probably that she is kind of maybe using people just a little bit too much, or at least that she does actually care about more, you know, more people than she lets up. In particular, obviously, Enid, her 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 housemate, her roommate, sorry. I love the colour aspect of that, the colour seat, the colour scheme and the, the palette for obviously the, their shared room. You know, you've got Wednesday on the right-hand side if you're looking in, obviously, that's completely black and gothic. And then you've got the other side, which is obviously Enid, who's this really bubbly, outgoing and lovely werewolf, obviously, and she loves bright colours. So it's like this whole, you know, they've got this huge, like, great big window as well that's in there that's cut half in half. One side of it's full of colour, the other side, obviously, is just nothing, <laughs> just gothic and nothing. I did really like the two characters together. Like they were so good and a, and a great believable friendship and that kind of friction again that you do get with 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 friends. Obviously, when things uh, when you've got like different interests but at the same time it's like different morals. I would say because I say Enid is really caring and really considerate, whereas Wednesday's like, yeah, okay, you're okay at best. You know, what I mean that's that's pretty much how she sees everyone. But that's who she is with everyone though, even with the parents and such. Like I loved. What they did, obviously, with Catherine Zeta-Jones as well, playing the mother character. I mean, this is, again, another slight nitpick, another slight negative, because, of course, it is a Wednesday TV show, so I'm not expecting to see all the Adams family. I think I, I like what they did with like Uncle Fester and bringing him towards the end of the show and such, and having Thing involved all the way through more and Thing in the seconds. But, like, I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more of the actual family. I did like when they popped up and such, but this is one of the things that, as I was saying about this whole murder side of things, like the whole murder story... You know, it, it, you know the sheriff over there is played by Jamie McShane, who pretty forgettable, if I'm being honest. I, I really didn't find, wasn't bothered at all. I know that he doesn't like the Adams, obviously, for, for this obviously ongoing crime, or at least he feels that, uh, you know, Gomez Adams, the father of Wednesday, is responsible for the death of a particular student that was at the school and such, but got covered up in that. And this is the thing, like, and again, I say a lot about light spoilers, but that whole subplot and story, it kind of just comes to a conclusion that you're like is that it like it literally it's like i think it's you know your dad that's the killer gomez adams did it okay now he's proven he's not all right we'll shake hands and we'll just pretend that nothing i really really odd like whether again this is because maybe aimed at a much not a much younger demographic but a younger audience that they've got so much going on with the show it probably they were like right we need to end that and we need to focus on the actual main plot of who this monster is what's going on with the town, why it is that all these people surrounding Wednesday, or at least why Wednesday's near enough, nearly dying or whatever at the end of, well, not at the end of every episode, but in pretty much all the episodes and such. So that was really jarring in a way. But all of that being said, I thought that the actual family themselves were really good. I wouldn't say that Catherine Zeta-Jones, you know, pulled like the same heights or anything as, you know, like the, the, the fantastic work that Angelica Houston did or anything like that. Um, or even maybe the chemistry between her and, her husband was as good as what it was in the 90s films and such, but she was fine. I thought she was really good. So I thought I, I liked it mainly more so in the interactions between Wednesday and her mother, you know, in this kind of, again, the, the, the idea that for Wednesday that all her mother wants is for Wednesday to be exactly like her, whereas her mum doesn't really want that at all. She wants her to obviously become her own person, to find her own feet, obviously, within Nevermore or whatever, but at the same time just, I don't know, just be herself, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's... 
there's that great friction between the two of them, or great, like I said, dynamic, I should say, more than anything. It's not really friction. It's probably just, like I said, that kind of misunderstood relationship, mainly on, on Wednesday's part with that. Uh, but this is this is the thing. This is all part of the evolution of the character. Like I said, that like she even says towards the end that she's evolving, and it's like a like what thing knows more, thing knows Wednesday more than herself. Probably, I think the thing understands and gets what she's going through and such, and tries to point out that look, it's all right to say that you miss. This is all with hand gestures, obviously. <laughs> it's all right to say that you miss your roommate or that you care about them. This that, and the other. You don't have to keep up this kind of, you know, this 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 front of you know exterior that is cold as ice kind of thing. And just while we're on thing, like I think this is where the writing really excels because they make you care so much about this hand. It's a hand. It's a bloody hand. For, for, like literally, it is all it is. And there's a moment in the series where something quite sinister happens to Thing, or at least it looks like it could be, you know, the end of Thing. And you can't help but like really get choked up, or, like emotionally attached to this hand. You're like, I don't want. Obviously, this bigger picture. Obviously, that Thing is quite a prominent feature in the actual Adams family. But you still really care about it. You're like, oh my goodness, like thing can't die. Like it can't happen. You know what I mean? So there's great writing work there that, that because of that relationship again between the between Jenna Ortega's Wednesday and Thing, that you can't help but like, please, for the love of God, don't kill off Thing. So credit to the writers for that because I did find myself really attached to it, saying it's all down to this, the great performances as well. We actually have not even really spoke about the actual viral TikTok dance, obviously, that that Wednesday does that again. I think I saw the clip of this before I actually watched the show itself. I've been wanting to watch it since it dropped and obviously now gradually have done. But I remember seeing this dance and being like, that is incredible. And and I hear that there's kind of like a a kind of split in terms of people like it or they don't like it. But I think it's excellent. And the fact that Jenna Ortega choreographed that herself as well was really cool. And you know for a fact that this will be a dance that will be done any given opportunity on a night out or at a party or anything like that, a few drinks, even at New Year's, hell, New Year's is right around the corner. I will probably be doing this Wednesday Adams dance at some point. <laughs> There's an image for you all. But you know what I mean? Like, I thought it was really cool. I like the inspiration behind, like, the, was it like 80s goth dancing or something like that that she did? Uh, it turns out as well, I believe, that in recent reports that she actually had COVID when she did this whole dance sequence as well, at least. I don't know the ins and outs, but that's, again, fair play to you, because if you're battling COVID and you can still move like that then fair play to you but i did find that the actual dance itself was really entertaining i'm very much enjoying the aftermath of this and seeing all the kind of like mashes and people you know dubbing over different different songs to her dancing works really well so great stuff as well from jenna ortega and the uh, the whole crew with that but yeah like i said the the, the, the thing with this is is that my main concern with wednesday was that it was going to be like riverdale I started Riverdale when it first dropped, uh, obviously whenever that was, 2016, 17 or whatever, and I got to about five or six episodes in and I was like, this is just not for me. This is really not for me. Like, I'd found that it was one of those, like, baity TV shows that you'd watch an episode and be like, this is dull, and the last five minutes had happened, and you'd be like, oh, well, okay, I'll have to watch the next episode then. I was worried that that would be the case with Wednesday. Or granted, I, I think I'd seen enough from the trailers and, and to know that it probably, you know, and, to, and the fact that Tim Burton was attached to know that it probably wouldn't go down that route. You know, I'd say it did seem like it was going to be a pretty success. I didn't expect it, or maybe, maybe, I'm curious if anyone expected it to be as, as popular as what it was in the sense that we, we all like the Adams Family and if you're a 90s kid, obviously you'll be familiar with the the, the actual films itself and such, or even, even more so like the earlier versions and the, the animations and such with the Adams Family. But like... I think that to, to to see it, to to get these figures that it's getting, the viewing figures and the fact that it's probably going to dethrone Strange Things from Netflix, I think it's, again, like a testament to the writing as well to be able to get in not only the original, I said the original fans, but the fans who've known of the characters of the Adams family for however long, but then to kind of, uh, you know, attract a new 
you know, audience as well. Like I said, this new Gen Z audience as well. I think that it's it's great. I said they've done such a such a great job with it. Like I said, there are things within this show that I'm going to come to in a second that I didn't think were good. And it turns out General Ortega wasn't too fussed about. In particular, one of my issues was the the love triangle, which always seems to happen. But you know, the cast itself, I think I think they did such a good job. You know, you've got Gwendolyn Christie in there as well, who plays uh, Principal Larissa Weems. I thought she was great. It's nice to see Gwendolyn Christie and something completely different as well because, you know, seeing the characters that I've seen are mainly in like the likes of Game of Thrones and The Last Jedi, they've been like a good, like big, you know, heavy going figure kind of thing. Like they're not afraid to, they don't shy away from a battle or anything. That's what they are. So it's nice to see this character that's pretty selfish in her own right is that she will do anything that she possibly can do to keep her name and the school's name in the clear you know what i mean like it will if i have to cover up she's a shapeshifter if i have to shapeshift into whoever to get things sorted i will do that i think there's obviously that argument that she really likes wednesday but just doesn't like that the way that she's going about it i should say sorry the fact that you know it's always everything all the problems that center in the town uh, from wednesday arriving it's all down to wednesday and that's purely the determination of finding out the actual truth about what's going on, who it is that's summoning this monster, and why they're summoning the monster, and what it is this prophecy is leading to with Wednesday potentially burning down the school or whatever. Like I said, the, the, there's this whole thing about Joseph Crackstone as well, who is set to be the person to, to take out all the outcasts and such. That that story itself, I found, brought it down just a little bit. Like this is all you know leading up to the finale and such. Obviously, in the the Crackstone side of things once he is reanimated and such and comes back and we get the final battle between the two of them. I don't know, like, it just felt really, really cheap. Um, it was, like I said, the the mystery, as I've said two or three times already, it was better than the actual outcome. So I'll leave that with that as a sec, because I don't really want to dive into it. I don't want to... I, I never like regurgitating too much to say, in particular with TV shows and such about it on the podcast, but I just found the whole Crackstone storyline... As intriguing and mysterious as it was, it just didn't do anything for me. I was more interested in what who the monster was. That was like my main thing throughout. Like, there's this monster that's going around attacking kids, killing people, this, that, and the other. Who is it? Like, why are they doing that? And obviously, there's there's obviously the great twist with it. And each episode, you're like, I think it's going to be these guys. And it's, I'd be interested, obviously, to chat to people who have seen Wednesday and see where their thoughts were. In particular, were they able to guess who it was, this and that? But this kind of brings me nicely to what I was kind of one of my other negatives and nitpicks of the show itself. But you know. This crazy, not crazy, but this really, at times, forced relationship through, well, love triangle between Tyler and Xavier. I think, from the get-go, like I said, Tyler Galpin is portrayed as this, like you said, this this pretty nice, probably misunderstood character from the, from the normal side of town kind of thing. And Xavier is obviously... I don't know what his exact actual name is in terms of his monster, but he, he does paintings, and then he can kind of bring them to life, essentially. Now, that's not very good that I've not researched that, but you'll forgive me. If you've watched the show, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But still, it, it's an interesting enough power. But yeah, like I, I I just didn't like this idea that these boys were kind of like clambering over each other to to be with them. I get it, because you're at school, you're teenagers, you're growing up, it's this and that is what happens. And maybe a given from the writers, maybe, that, you know, high school drama, teens, blah, blah, blah. It's just that, I don't know, like I, I know that Jenna Ortega's come out and said that, that she really pushed for the writers to not have this crazy love triangle that she didn't want to have. Um, she was always against the idea of a love triangle and that, you know, that's something that she wasn't really... If it was going to be involved, that she was going to fight it, basically, that she didn't want... She didn't think that Wendy's character would ever be in a love triangle. Try and not... Let's just try and have, like, a platonic relationship with someone. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to have... It doesn't have to have, like, actual love feelings in there. There's love for each other, but it doesn't have to be an actual 
you know boyfriend girlfriend relationship kind of thing. I don't know. Like it didn't it didn't take me out as uh, of the of the the show itself. I did find that there, there were at times maybe those those kind of moments where I was worried about it being a bit too Riverdale or whatever. I've seen people say that Sabrina as well the similarities to that, but I haven't seen the Sabrina TV show, so I can't really comment on that. But like my main concern, as I said earlier, was that I just didn't want it to turn into Riverdale, and I felt that like that was borderline in it. Um, because they said that the, the cast itself has padded out with some great little extras and great little characters in there. Like I say, Christina Richie, Christina Richie being part of it as well was a nice touch. I loved. I, again, her character was great up until like the last episode, last two episodes, um, which is a shame because it was really nice to see Christina Richie, you know, former Wednesday Adams interacting with Jenna Ortega's current Wednesday Adams. I'm a sucker for stuff like that, so I very much enjoyed all of that. I liked the, they said the relationship between those two, but like I said. I just felt like the finale just brought it down a little. Like if I was to, if this was to be like an eight or whatever out of ten, the finale brought it down maybe like a heart, like a full one and a half score or something like that maybe, uh, which is a great shame because I, I genuinely did really dig this show. I thought there was enough like to, to really get behind. I thought as I've already stated, Jenna Ortega is absolutely fantastic in this. I will come to obviously like major spoilers in a second, but just to kind of wrap up overall is that this was something that from the like from the first episode i was like i am definitely going to finish this show and there's not many of those on netflix in particular lately anyways there's not many of those on netflix as it is you can see why the viewing figures are going up and up and up and why people are really really digging it i felt like the costume design in this was absolutely wonderful like, like mainly just to see what what next black outfit that wednesday would be in you know what i mean like all dark demeanor I liked the costume setting, like I said, the cardigans that she was wearing, said the big white collars and such. I loved, obviously, the use of the violin, the fact that she was writing a novel throughout the actual show itself, I thought was pretty, pretty interesting. I think that there was enough other side characters or, you know, the other supporting characters that countered that dark demeanour that, that Wednesday had. Obviously, in particular, you know, Enid, which, again, Emma, Emma Myers was really great. Like, I did really like the two of them. I liked the fact that she was a wealth. And just like I said, I'm not here for all the teen drama side of things, but I was very much interested in what Wednesday was going to get up to next, what she was going to find herself in, what circumstance she would then lead her and classmates into, essentially the next doom situation kind of thing. Um, so it was a really great show. Like I did, I did enjoy it. It was very much fun. I do feel like I say it could have been a little bit better in terms of sticking the landing, but I'll let them off because General Ortega was mega, like really, really great. Um, but in terms of like the actual plots and such, there's like these obviously monsters going around that we find out obviously turns from man to monster, or at least it's, it's essentially it's a hide, which I love this because this is the thing like the monster side of it, like having your werewolves, your vampires and stuff. It's all great little nods and such to your classic monsters so to have like a hide obviously a jackal and hide aspect of it i thought was was great but as i've stated every episode you're like i think it's them i think it's them or whatever but the the twist obviously is that the one of the one of the one of the great things about wednesday is that she can see obviously these psychic, psychic visions which obviously is again another great layer another great um link to a mother as well obviously they have a great talk about that and such but these psychic visions that she have which again i loved how general ortega would would shoot into those kind of uh, visions, you know, like when she'd like throw herself back, her head straight up, face of the sky, and then the vision would unfold, obviously in like black and white or whatever it is that she would see. I did like how she did that, and I think that the visions were nice, a, a great little plot device to kind of keep things non-linear, just like break things up, and for us to to kind of get to that side of the the actual story. We do find out, obviously, in the moment that she does have that moment, the, 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 the moment of weakness, we should say, when she does end up kissing Tyler, that it turns out that he is, in fact, the monster, which I thought was a really cool twist because he'd been this kind of, like, 
lovable, as I say, kind of misunderstood, but at the same time, just this kind of likable character that she's really got on with really well from the start, from the get-go. Kind of like himself, not Sin as an outsider, but the fact that, like, obviously he's lost his mum, so he's kind of got a bit of, like, you know, broken foundation, broken relationship with his dad there, and it's really, obviously, you know, part of his... Part of who he is, obviously, is that he's receiving therapy as much as what Wednesday is as well. Um, it's just, like I said, the, 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 he seemed like a really nice guy, obviously. There was... Everything was pointed towards Xavier being it. You know, he's turned up at crime scenes or whatever when someone had been, like, slashed or people had been killed. He'd be there. Kind of like, you know, misdirection as always, where the person that's the first to appear, usually, like, I think it's them that's going to be it. So, Xavier as well. I don't know about the actual performance of Xavier. So, again, Percy Hines White, it was great in some scenes, but I wasn't overly... In, not impressed, but I just wasn't bothered. You know what I mean? Like, I'd, I definitely didn't want him to get with Wednesday at all. Like, I'd, and I don't think there needs to be that moving forward. I think, I think that there will be a friendship there, but it would have to be, like I say, a very platonic one. But yeah, so Tyler turns out to be the monster, which I thought was a pretty cool twist. And then he went from this really lovely character. And then when he's gloating at Wednesday, that for me was probably my favorite performance from Hunter doing in the entirety of the actual show. Like, I did like this kind of like, not cheekiness, but this kind of like guy that's. You know when someone really likes a girl and you don't want to like come across that you really like the girl kind of thing. I did like this kind of res- reservedness. Is that a word? Res- just the reserves side of his character, I should say. To Wednesday, obviously, kind of like he's reading the room. He knows who Wednesday is and what she's like. So therefore, it's like, well, if I went in on like flowers and this and the other, she's just definitely not going to be interested. Unless the flowers are like black dahlias, then maybe you know what I mean. But yeah, so I did like this kind of reservedness of his character, but then to see that moment when, you know, he is found out and he kind of comes, when he comes up to at the police station and like gloats about her losing this like switch just happens in him. And I was like, well, that's a pretty good performance. I'll give you that one. So great work with Hunter doing, because that moment, that's that kind of mini monologue to quote, obviously is, um, it was really good. It was really sinister. And I liked how it left Wednesday because she did clearly look shook up, which is quite rare for a character that's a sociopath. You know what I mean? Like, very little shakes Wednesday Adams up. And I did feel that that's... I mean, there's a great line that she says to um, uh, one of the one of the characters. I forgot who it was. It was Musa Mustafa's Eugene, uh, Eugene Ottinger. Great little, uh, great little lovely character he was. When she says along the lines of, if you hear me screaming bloody murder, it's a chance that I'm enjoying myself or something like that. So... There we go. That's the kind of character we're dealing with. So to see her really shook up from this moment between Tyler being like, yep, you've lost, basically. How does it feel to lose? Like, I feel everything, every person I kill, I'm starting to really enjoy it, like, relish in it. Um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Tyler because the thing is, as well, what I like about this is they don't kill the monster. She's obviously locked up and sent away, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing if he's going to return. There's also, like, links, obviously, at least next plot points in there because I, I did I, I was kind of I was watching this and uh, towards the end I was like are we going to return to Nevermore are we going to is this the next series going to be based somewhere else or something like that or at least in the same town but maybe not in Nevermore I'm not too sure I think that it was going to obviously depend on how it was received and such but I think that given how successful it's been I'll be surprised if Nevermore doesn't make an appearance at all in season two but then there's the side of things now where there's a stalker obviously that's going to be watching Wednesday because since she's got a phone someone's messaging her already saying like I'm watching you whatever so we're looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with that but yeah like I did feel that like the the, the side of the Hyde storyline with the whole you know Hyde being summoned who's the one who's the master in charge like that twist again was 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 fine I guess I don't know like I, again last episode let it down for me um everything else was entertaining so 
there's like all the spoilery stuff I want to get out of there. Like I said, Wednesday is a pretty good watch. So it's very, it's clear to see how people are really digging it, really enjoying it. Jenna Ortega is just sh- shooting up in stardom. You know what I mean? Like she's not shooting up, shooting up. But you know what I mean? Like she is going up the ranks. Sorry, in terms of how how you know the the the, the sky is the limit. You know what I mean with her and her, and her career because like I say, she's done some excellent work in in Scream and and obviously I've heard very notoriously that she's done great in You. So I'm looking forward to giving that a watch, anyways, and seeing her as something different. But I do feel that everything about Wednesday. That's that's likable, or at least the, the the well, the reason why we watch the show is purely down to Jenna Ortega and a fantastic performance. So, obviously, without a shadow of a doubt, seeing Steely, you know what I mean, like really, really is excellent. And there is an argument to say that the show feels very Harry Potter-esque, which again might be a reason why it's doing so well. Like kids and younger audiences might be digging this so much, but. I think it's done really well. I say the only thing that I wish was a little bit more in was probably more of the actual Adams family themselves. Maybe in season two we'll get a bit more because I did think that they've done such a good job with casting and well, I say recasting the actual Adams family themselves. But you get someone like General Ortega in and to really like nail the performance as well as she did was um, was excellent. So before I waffle on anymore, I'm going to end it there and give Wednesday a seven out of ten, maybe seven and a half if I'm feeling a bit generous. I did think it was good. I just think that towards the end, it just dropped a tad, as I've stated several times on this podcast. Thank you so much, though, for listening. This podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget, as well, if you've watched Wednesday, do get in touch. Let me know your thoughts as well, because I feel there is so much to really enjoy with it. Say the dark humour, the gothic aesthetic, monsters, man. Good old-fashioned monsters. That's what we need, as I say. Really, really great stuff. Twists and turns and all that jazz. So yeah, thank you ever so much again for listening. Until the next episode, take care.